the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning to you. This is WPTF Radio, Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm Reese Edwards. Hello, everybody. Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament Basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley. This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Kuralt, CBS News, WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday. WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus Adbiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Kemp. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is Kate Kaiser. Hi, yo. Well, that's good. This is Art Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Chris Cooley, Sam Beard, and Jim Reed, and Carl Gert. Thank you, Sam, and greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Presley, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Ed is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. With a nocturne, we send as our best. This is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of familiar carols. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Hey, everyone, great to have you with us. This is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raleigh. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Rayleigh and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener Program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF Record Vault. Good morning to you. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 10.09. Mike Rayleigh here along with Rufus Edmonston and Phil Campbell, owner of Campbell Road Nursery. Uh, Miss Ann's off today. And Phil, what do you got going on at Campbell Road Nursery? You're going to be open next week. We're starting on Monday, uh, hopefully, if it doesn't snow. If it does, we'll still be <laughs> I don't think it, I don't think it's going <laughs> to snow around here. Well, I don't but, know. Uh, <laughs> Crazier things are happening, but, I guess. Uh, yeah, I'm, with the way the weather is, um, certainly. But we've got we got a lot of uh, shrubs, and there's they're still twenty percent off because we brought a lot of really nice shrubs in. Uh, the colonnade holly was one of the shrubs I was trying to think of a few minutes ago. Um, but we've got some beautiful um, junipers and um, hollies and magnolias and just all kinds of really. Um, it's got some variegated osmanthas. Just really nice uh, shrubs 
And when you talked about the magnolia, uh, is this the like the little gem, mm, the, kind of yeah, a smaller right. southern magnolia? Right, right. Yeah. And then we've got uh, we've got Prunus mumei that's starting to bloom. Um, we were looking at it, I guess last, mm, maybe Tuesday or Wednesday. Can you remember what variety? Starting to bud out. Prunus mumei you have? Oh no, I can't. I was just, I didn't even look. It, it's. Yeah, there was We've one. We got two actually. There was one though on my uh, walking route. Mm-hmm. One of my walking routes that is, d- d- appears to be dead. I noticed. Oh no! I noticed there. It had a great year last year uh-huh. and really put out the fragrance. But I started noticing during the summer the leaves were just. Well, you know, we had a big one. And, we had a really nice one up at the retail center when we were at the corner, and it. It lasted about five years and then went down. I love them, but they they now Rufus, you've got you've had good luck with Prunus Mumei, haven't you? I sure do, and I got it from Phil years ago. It's it's, it's about twelve years old. Yeah, and it it uh, I keep looking for the same kind of disease we were talking about. Bore. Do you uh, have good drainage? Good drainage, very good drainage. They need sunlight and good drainage. Yep. And I thought I had both. The last time I planted one, it was um, kind of a dark uh, pink yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, just an extraordinary fragrance on it. And it uh, it lived only, you know, five years or so. Wow. That, yeah, that's the, I think the one at the corner, it had plenty of sun, but we had to water the plants in the area uh, adjacent to that Prunus mumei, and I think it got too much water. So so this is another plant that, I mean, does it thrive during drought? Or, I mean, is it drought tolerant, or is it just doesn't, doesn't like wet feet? Well, that one was getting watered like every day. Oh, okay. Quite a bit. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it just, it, it couldn't make it under those circumstances. Yeah, that would certainly kill a Daphne. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, for sure. Um, well, mine's never been watered. Because it's just sort of out in the out in the woods type thing, yeah. and I I was noticing yesterday that it even brought the bees out. Ooh, Do they love great. that thing? Yeah. I, uh, I counted about s- close to ten different things that were blooming or about to bloom, and that's why I say to people that in planting a garden. Try to plant things that will give you some kind of uh, beauty and blooms all times of the year, and it's yeah. enti- entirely possible. So it's so easy <clears throat> to do. Well, there are a lot of things blooming right now. If you're driving on the Beltline, there are there's uh, the uh, winter jasmine. It's kind of weeping, uh, evergreen stems and uh, yellow flowers on it, and you get some good fragrance usually from that. There's winter sweet. I have a couple of different varieties of winter sweet. One has really large, not real large, but um, um, some good flowers, not like camellia, for instance. Much, much, much smaller than that. Then I have another variety that is even smaller and a little less fragrant. But uh, those are really extraordinary plants. Winter honeysuckle. Has white flowers. I mine is not blooming yet. Rufus, yeah. uh, you said yours wasn't yeah. either. Yeah, right. Yeah. The camellias, <clears throat> my camellias are just going crazy right now. 
if they only had some uh, some really extraordinary fragrance camellias, gosh, it, we'd be oh. overwhelmed. And I I was walking yesterday and I smelled the uh, fragrant osmanthus blooming. Not in my mm-hmm. yard, but in uh, there there are a couple of people that have hedges. They don't really trim them, mm-hmm. but they're, they're in fact they they've gotten really big. But they have a mass of mine's about thirty feet tall, and they yeah. they totally hide the car where I park it. Yeah, and well, and that's, that's, when that it's, thing it's one blooms. that I, I it's just my favorite uh, he, uh, shielding plant. To uh, I call it my duck my domestic duck blind. <laughs> uh, I just love that stuff, and they seem to get no disease. Now they're very hardy, very hardy evergreens, yeah. and uh, they, they you get that. We've talked about them so much. Uh, hopefully, we've sold a lot of them over the years. Too bad we don't get a cut. I've got. Uh, I believe so. I I know this sounds really weird, but I've got azaleas blooming, and they're not encores. Yeah, I've had I've had uh, azaleas. Uh, my encore azalea has been blooming most of the fall and and now they're still blooming that's really really a good investment now some somebody called off the air wanted to um, know about planting uh, the heavenly bamboo kaleidoscope abelia english ivy japanese spurge little something uh, nandina want to know if they they can plant those now yeah, it shouldn't be any problem with it. Yeah. I don't know why you'd want to plant the English ivy, but <laughs> each to his own. No, if they've got a place that they can keep it yeah. under control. Yeah. Show me what kind of place that is. <laughs> it's, you've, you've got to have a man assigned to that duty. Oh, my goodness. You've really got to yeah. stay on top of that. But, I mean, if, you want, if you've got a shady area yeah. and you need ground cover, by golly, that's going to cover the ground. Well, I've tried to put it all around my chain link fence around the acreage. And, of course, it goes under the fence and up the trees where I don't want sure. it. Sure. <laughs> yeah, why is that? Why would it not? I've noticed that, too. It didn't, doesn't cling to the chain <laughs> You know, it goes <laughs> onto the tree it likes that, trees. that you don't want it on. I don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe if you take some and wrap it around the links. Oh, they just that make them feel warmer. <laughs> they love that. <laughs> so you're paying attention to me. Judy is an apex. Judy, good morning. You're on WPTF. Good morning. Happy New Year. Happy tomorrow. New Year. Happy New Year. Um, I snapped a picture. Um, our contorted uh, hazelnut, contorted walking stick, something contorted, um, has catkins on it, and I wondered. We cover that when it's going to freeze this next week. Oh, those uh, from the Harry Louder walking stick. I never have. I've got one. I've got a fairly large one in my landscape. I've never done anything to it. I planted it the week that Gary Dornberg died. My close friend and uh, former colleague, the late colleague, uh, <coughs> voice of the Wolfpack, uh, Gary Dornberg. Uh, and he was uh, one of the funniest people I've ever met. Gary didn't care anything about gardening. So I planted this uh, in memory of him uh, because Harry Louder was a comedian, British comedian, who entertained troops during World War II, and he carried a oh. a walking stick that was made from a 
contorted, I can't think of the name of the plant. I'll think of it. I'll come up with it. But at any rate, uh, it's called Harry Louder's Walking Stick. They're very hardy. I haven't done anything to this one. It's been in the ground yeah. since 98. Yeah. And I wouldn't worry about uh, the catkins. Yeah I, w- yeah, I wouldn't worry about covering it for any reason. Okay. All right. Just wondered. I, I hadn't noticed those being out this early. Decorate it for Halloween. <laughs> That's when it needs to be decorated. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. There's a lot spooky of spooky looking. There's a lot of things out right now that aren't normally out this quite this early. Yeah, what should should we cover anything that uh, is out or is it, if you cut co- if you start covering now you're going to have to cover a lot because it's I'm I'm basically just going to let mine go. I mean it's you can't cover everything. Well, what would be most vulnerable that you um, can think of that might be blooming now? Rufus, well, you, well, you're not going to save the Prentice Mume, but that that's, yeah, yeah. That, I got I got that gonna, winter sweet out there. That's going to go. Winter I sweet mean, won't. They that, usually I've seen okay. winter sweet with snow on it before. Yeah. I mean, it's it's fine, yeah. but I mean, like the regular azaleas I have, I'm I can't cover all of them, but they're just going to have to make it. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's you know I've got some that are blooming, so it's hard to tell unless you go around and check every one of them to see what the what the status of the buds are on them right now, and that would be a, a major undertaking. So just gonna have to. It's gonna be one of those times where we just have to hope. And, I never, I never cover anything. No, I don't either. If you're in my yard growing, you've got to be tough, <laughs> right? Fend for yourself. Yeah. Well, I've covered things before that are in pots that I put out in the summer. Yeah, maybe. And yeah. bring them in the winter, and you and you think, okay, the. The first frost is coming a week before it's supposed to. Yeah. And you cover those like philodendron, the mm-hmm. grapefruit tree that I've nursed for myself for almost 50 years that my dear sweet warden wife planted from seed <laughs> uh, when she was a little girl. And that she said, well, don't start adding up on radio what these time frames are and Seems like you women are sort of sensitive about your ages. I don't know why. I mean, I'm 80 years old and half shot. <laughs> feet swollen all to pieces and hobbling around. <laughs> but anyway, Judy, I didn't mean to di- diverge there, but I've had a, a Harry Lauder's walking stick in the ground for 30 years. Yeah. And tough it's plant. just tough. It's, it, it is as tough as it looks. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I won't worry, and I appreciate the advice and the uh, reminiscing and the uh, history. It is right. a, let's see, a f- hazelnut tree or filbert. Right. But, yeah, and it's, uh, the the England is famous for them. It's uh, They make hedges out of them over oh, there. Really? They grow them as hedges, yeah. I'm glad you have one. That's a... That's a, that's a really interesting-looking plant to me. It is. It is. Does it, does it produce fruit, Judy? <clears throat> no, no. And we have planted um, the hazelnut trees, uh, but we, uh, my husband just cut those down for me last week, I think, because in all the years they haven't produced. Now we have chestnut trees that produce, but the hazelnuts never did. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Probably didn't get the right kind of kind of pollination. Probably. Probably. So. Judy, thank you very much. Give our best uh, folks an apex there. Sure. Thanks. All right. We yes. appreciate your um, your program every week. Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year. Take care. Yes, ma'am. All right. Um, we'll take a break and come back and talk to Phil, another Garner person, and uh, Mart from uh, Smithfield here on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're here, by golly, for the Weekend Gardener. The uh, listener who was talking about the plants like the English ivy and the, all of the different plants that she mentioned, the Nandina, so forth, uh, she wanted to make sure they were winter hardy. And, you know, if you, you, this is a great, it's still a good time to plant. The, the soil is warm. Yep. And, it is. You know, once upon a time, January, it probably the soil around here would have been a little harder and yep. colder. Yep. But uh, it's fine now, so you can you can and go ahead and some plant. Rain. You don't have to worry about. Right. I don't think you know a new planting fill. She shouldn't have to worry about. Not that. with those plants. Yeah. I don't think there's any problem with any of those. You try to put a tomato plant in. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I think all those are are winter hardy, and I think they'll be fine. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope I hope that answers. You can you can go out there. I don't know. It may rain. I think uh, this afternoon we're we're not supposed to have rain. It's tomorrow, I think. Uh, we're supposed, supposed to, to supposed to get rain tomorrow. Yeah. And yeah, uh, we sort of question why why you would want to plant English ivy. Yeah. <laughs> but no no reflection on you. That uh, was uh, Japanese spurge. That's I knew Spurgeon Hyder at the Market News Service. Yeah. Do you ever meet Spurgeon Hyder, Rufus? Spurgeon? Spurgeon Hyder. He was at no. the Market News Service. No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, I like that name, though. Which has nothing to do <clears throat> with anything. But uh, Heavenly Bamboo, uh, cam, uh, Kaleidoscope Abelia. Yeah, we've got those at the nursery. Yeah. It's, it's not the, yeah, all it's of those. Fine. Uh, all of those are fine. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't worry about that. All right, uh, Phil is in Garner. Hey, Phil. The big city of Garner, and I'm sitting on the front porch trying to debate. Do I want to go down to the beach or just sit up here and continue listening to you guys? Oh, well, you can, li- you can listen to us going to the beach, too. <laughs> well, I certainly enjoy your show, and it's most informative. And I had uh, two questions, if you don't mind. One kind of goes back to the peach trees y'all were talking about a little bit earlier. And uh, my sister, she can... Uh, uh, she's in her 80s, and she can throw out a, anything in the backyard, and a week later, a, a tree will sprout from it. Oh, yeah. Golden thumb. And uh, about 12 years ago, she gave me a, a peach tree. It was probably a couple of feet high, and I brought, brought it home and planted it, and it took off. And uh, as it got bigger, it uh, little knotty peaches, but they got a little bit bigger and bigger. And finally, I just had a great big tree in the backyard. And uh, if I want to eat off of the deer worm, so uh, I decided to in my infinite wisdom, to go back and trim it back a little bit. Hmm. And I don't know if it was the time of year or what. And uh, when I did, then it looked like I had killed it. Uh, then the following year, just a few little small limbs come out, and then they died off. So I think it's officially dead. Yeah. So I'm debating, should I give it one more chance, go ahead and cut it down? And did I prune it at the wrong time? 
All right. Hold on and uh, let us – we're up against the news. We'll do that quickly and come back and, and give you some answers on that and talk to you more on The Weekend Gardener. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. It's 1033. We're back with Phil in Garner, and uh, we're, we're back on uh, the peach thing. Uh, we, you know, there, there is a uh, publication. I don't know how much good this would do you, but uh, North Carolina, it's an extension publication that you can get online. I just Googled uh, growing peaches in North Carolina, and this is one of the <clears> things that came up. But it's it's uh, North Carolina production guide for smaller orchard plantings, and it includes uh, peaches and, and apples and so forth. But uh, pruning needs to be done. I would have thought in um, in winter, uh, but uh, Phil says in uh, early spring for peaches is the ideal time. If you go by a a peach orchard in the Sand Hills, uh, it's at some point they're going to be manicured. All right. All the trees are going to be bare and uh, and pruned in a in a certain way. Uh, so. I would say sometime around the end of February, 1st of March. I know that sounds like winter and probably technically is winter, but you need to do it. It was saying before the sap started to rise up in it. So, yeah. And uh, in you know, your opinion, you think this one is, is history? I might as well go ahead and catch when, on down. When did you prune it? Uh, it was a couple of years ago when mm-hmm. I pruned it. And I'm thinking it was right around March, and I could be wrong with that, but it was bare. And I've, uh-huh. I've pruned it uh, like I see those orchards where you, the where the limbs are pointed straight up, and I know they do it that way for an obvious reason. And uh, and I had pruned it just lightly a time or two before, was never an issue. But this one, uh, I don't know what happened. Boy, I, I had to rant <clears throat> the, my spouse on me after killing her peach tree out there. Mm. Right. And, and I'm I'm in doubt if it's going to come back. Uh, you know. I'm, I'm gonna give it a shot. If not, I'm gonna make firewood out of it. Looks like. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, you, you know, have, have you broken any of the branches to see if they're pliable or scratch a little well, bit of the yeah. bark? I have not this year. Is that something I could do? Yeah. I, I just, mean, just to just to see if if it if the limbs are still pliable, they don't just snap off. Right. Right. Like kindling. Yeah, I would. I would just, uh, or either just t- take a little tiny spot and scratch the bark and see yeah. if it appears to be green yeah, on the so trunk. If you get any green at all in it? Yeah, uh, those are a couple of things you might be able to do. I will check that out. I'll check yeah, that out. That's yeah. that's usually a good sign and check uh, for what we were talking about with the other caller bores. If yeah. you're seeing any sap uh, coming out of the trunk, uh huh, for instance. That's a sign of the bore. Okay. Yeah. And my other question was, uh, my knockout roses, uh, I've been very successful with those out in the front yard and sun, and I've been watering them every year. And uh, is there time or size I could trim those back, get a little shape back into them? Well, you know, if they're – February is usually a time for roses, so rose pruning, uh, the most drastic part of it. Uh for a knockout rose, probably no more than a third, Phil. Um, yeah, a third, cut to, back? a third to a half. I, yeah. And just be careful that it doesn't have rose rosette. I was yeah. over at my daughter's over Christmas, and 
a lot of herds around the house have got rose rosette. It's kind of a wacky looking disease. It has extra big thorns on it, and Mm -hmm. the leaves are kind of uh, red and gnarly. Yeah, yeah. It's just (laughs) for lack of a better. Before I've I've not taken those out. When you said gnarly, I knew exactly what you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you, you, if you have it, you'll see it because it looks like a rooster's comb. Yeah, <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> Nobody wants a rooster's comb. Well, Phil, I did a little experiment last year. Mm-hmm. I, uh-huh. I, you got two fills here. Yeah. Uh, this is radio fill. I left four of my knockouts unpruned, and left four that I pruned at the usual time, February, sometimes earlier. And the the growth doesn't look that good on the ones that I didn't prune, but they produce more flowers. It's interesting. So you can you can let a a knockout go if you want to be real brave and shock your neighbors and say I don't <laughs> don't prune my roses. And a lot of plants are happier if you don't do that. Yeah. So I don't I don't know about a flowering plant. Uh, necessarily but uh, i will be gentle on these and yeah. uh, uh rufus i got a question for you i'm going to age myself too since uh we were talking about age a little mm-hmm. bit earlier it was years ago and uh at that time you had your uh, number one hit record out and my band was playing at the northridge country club and you happened to be there with a oil company that's not around and you come up there and sang uh two or three wonderful songs with you and we certainly enjoyed it and oh, well how wonderful I'll, I'll bet you, I, I, you know, I remember recording that song for the J.C. Burns Center. Uh-huh. It's called The Wild Side of Life. Yes, it was. And I, and, and I remember that it, it was uh, uh, the, I was, I was up there with my friend Cecil Williams mm-hmm. of L.C. Williams Oil Company. And I do remember that. And I remember we did Amazing Grace. Yes, we did. <laughs> and let's see. I think I think we did the Wild uh, East Virginia Blues. I, I can't remember what the other one was, but I do remember Honky Tonk Angel. Yes, we did about two or three. <laughs> and Amazing Grace. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I'll declare. But uh, see, some things never go away, and uh, but uh, and those were good times. But uh, certainly enjoy the program. Glad to see you back on with it. It's uh, always a great learned experience, and. Uh, and so uh, as official uh, councilman over here in Garner, we certainly appreciate what you do. And we're always listening to you. Well, well Phil, thanks, thank Phil. you very much. We're honored to have you on, sir. <clears throat> yes, sir. And y'all have a happy new year, and uh, we'll keep a year to you. All right. All right. Thanks great. so much. Thank you. How about that? Got all these politicians calling us, <laughs> representatives from Harnett County and, and uh, councilmen from Garner, and I'll tell you. We're in the high cotton. I bet you L.C. went to Rufus's restaurant in Goldston. Somewhere. Oh, he would know all about that. Yeah. yeah L.C. Williams Oil Company was an institution. Yeah, certainly. In Chatham County. Well, that's, that's something uh, we were talking about earlier. Uh, Melissa and I on uh, one of our jaunts, I like getting out and riding around. and We were over checking on the farm in Pittsburgh uh, a couple weeks ago, and we're riding out and discovered Rufus's restaurant in Goldston. Boy, and I was, uh, you know, I was thinking about copyright infringement and all kinds of stuff at, <laughs> as, we were, as we were riding by. But uh, we looked it up, and uh, they are open 
I think they're open today. I don't know if they're open today or not, but uh, it says they are. But they have breakfast and lunch, and they have a Rufus burger. Well, they're going to get a visit from from the real Rufus. That's right. And Mike, and Phil. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to uh, have to do that out. again. What a pretty pretty drive that is around Chatham County. So I was so glad to uh, discover Rufus's restaurant. <laughs> and if anybody has eaten there. Let us know. We only have a few minutes left in the program. We were supposed to go off a little early today because of the Carolina game. They have moved the Carolina game to uh, tomorrow, the basketball game, with uh, Boston College. So we, we're we going to stay on until 11 o'clock, 919-860-9783. Mart is with us in Smithfield. Hey, Mart. Hi, good morning, folks. Happy New Year to everybody. Happy New, New Year. Year. Thank you. Two quick questions. Um, I bought an older home in Smithfield about a month ago, and it has about a dozen hydrangeas. Have never had these plants before. Obviously, they're, you know, terrific to have. Blooms are long gone, and I went online to see if I could maybe figure out, you know, what to do in terms of winterizing these. And to be honest with you, I was more confused after reading that, so I thought, well, I'm just going to call the experts and see what you folks would say. I don't know anything that I do except pay no attention to them until the spring of the year when they start coming up out of the ground again and remove the dead stalks. That's all I ever do. I don't I don't know of any winterization that is needed. Do you, feel? Nope. Not really. I mean, I've seen people um, cover them uh, in the early spring, but I no, I would not try to protect them or anything um as far as cutting them back you need to know what kind you have because some of them you said hydrangeas right yes okay and, and you know the the colors i don't know because the blooms kind of had come and gone by the time i moved there so i i couldn't tell you what color is what i'm sure that could maybe have a bearing i don't know yeah well there are different types <clears throat> of hydrangeas or oak leaf hydrangeas and Mopheads, mopheads, French uh, PG hydrangeas, and some you. of them can be trimmed on new wood, and some on old. Uh, That's why I say wait till spring. Yep. To see what you what remains dead after the other greenery starts coming up and cut it out. I I, I sometimes pile it when I blow the leaves off of the road. I blow a few leaves on them in the winter time, but other than that. They yeah. do their they do their thing. Yeah, they they yeah, seem to be pretty hardy, and you know I, I I think I'd I wouldn't worry too much about them. Okay, yeah. And then one other quick question: I there is also a Japanese maple in the backyard. It's probably five or six feet tall. Looks like the the base at the ground is maybe I don't know five or six inches wide. I don't know how old those can be. But I'd like to transplant that one maybe to a little different spot, kind of the same, you know, shady area and whatnot. But again, I'm just wondering, is there a a way to tell how old it is and, and can they even be transplanted if they've been there a little while? How how big is the drip line on it? Would I you would say? say probably like a patio umbrella, Mike, if that makes sense. Okay. okay. So I'm I'm thinking about the root system and how big a root system it might have, <laughs> because the roots may go out to to the drip line yeah and you would need 
backhoe. <laughs> <laughs> Need several people to do that. We did ours that was up at our retail center uh, when we moved down the road, down Campbell Road. And uh, a friend of mine that has a nursery uh, up in the mountains did move his too. And so what we both did is once we, we moved it, we put it in and then built up around it more. Um, instead of digging a big hole to put it in, you, we'd, I know it sounds weird, but we kind of set it on top of the ground. We broke up just a little bit under it and then set it on top of the ground and built up around it. Now, not on the trunk of it, but it's, um, if you ever come by the nursery, I'll show it to you. And that, I don't think that tree missed a beat. And um, Josh's didn't either. Now, his was a lot bigger than ours. Uh, but um, you don't want to dig a hole and get it really deep, deep in the ground. Um, and it's going to be tough to dig it up. But my, my guys dug it up. I had yeah, about I mean, four you, people. Right. I was about to say you're gonna, it's going to take a lot, of, a lot of people. But you're, you're talking about um, the, uh, the depth of, right. of uh, right. around it, how much, how much of the roots you actually took. Um, well, we, we dug say probably, a really big root ball. Yeah. I mean, a huge root ball. It's probably not a real deep <clears throat> root ball. I mean, it doesn't have a tap root or anything, does it? <clears throat> yeah. No. So, um, but you're going to have to get as much of the root system as possible. And it may, it may take several people to, to dig and to, to be able to lift it out. We dug it, how can I say this, kind of like, it's kind of like a cone shape, like the tree spades dig bigger trees. Uh-huh. Um, so it's like you, you dig it, like Mike said earlier, you, di- you go way out, so you get the drip line, and you dig all the way around it, and then you kind of go in a little bit. You spade in with it, and you'll have enough root system then. Terrific. Well, I'll, uh, I'll see if I can... Uh grab my uh, sons to help me uh they have much younger backs than mine yeah and go uh, go meet some of your neighbors and see if they <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks yeah. folks okay hey thank you. thanks very much mart please call us again and thanks for listening and happy new year all right 919-860-9783 we'll talk to another gar we're popular in gardner today we'll talk to bill and gardner coming up on the wptf weekend gardner You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Okay, we're back. We've got a few minutes left. Uh, somebody off the air wanted to know about cutting. Should they cut back asters or just leave them? I just, uh, I just leave. I would just leave them. They're kind of like moms. Yeah. They'll just, the the uh, the dead wood will just kind of go away and, and um, then it'll come back. They'll come back up. If you want to cut them back uh, to make them shorter, you would do that around the Fourth of July. Yeah. When they come out, if you want to keep them shorter instead uh-huh. of letting them get taller, before they bloom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, Irv, Evan, Irv Evans used to talk about daffodils, bulb places you plant bulbs and so forth. 
if, if you don't want, if you're worried about how they're going to look after they start dying off, then you shouldn't plant them don't there. Plant it there. Yeah, plant them, plant them someplace else. Uh, don't yeah. plant them in such an obvious place. Right. Plant them somewhere where they will the you know the dead wood or dead foliage will blend in. Right. With, in a mulch area, kind of a woodsy area. Yeah. 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 So that's that's uh, something to think about. But I wouldn't, you know, make your make your landscape is enjoy your landscape, have things blooming, things you like, but have as maintenance free as possible. Yeah, you know, what I like about asters and things like that, or you you don't do anything to it. It <clears throat> it comes out, it surprises you, and you sometimes you even kind of forget you planted it there, but because it comes up and and you go wow. And it's just, uh, like you say, you, you can really enjoy it, and you don't have to do a lot of work to it. All right, let's see if we can get to uh, Bill and then David. Bill, good morning. How's everything in Garner? Good morning, Mike. Yes, sir. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Oh, well, oh, wow. thank you so much for calling, Bill. How can we help you? And Happy New Year to you all. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, just wanted to, you asked if anybody had eaten at Rufus's in Goldston. Yes. <clears throat> we have. Uh, numerous times. Wonderful. Great. Uh, my wife was a Goldston uh, oh. before we were married. Her maiden name was Goldston, and yeah, uh, she uh, is. Uh, we we have a Goldston family reunion every year. We haven't had one for a couple of years because of COVID, but right. we expect to resume it uh, on the third Sunday in October. And it's it's wonderful to gather with family and and uh, spend time with them. Well, we're gonna take we're gonna take Rufus over there, and we're gonna have a meal. Uh, is uh, the uh, Rufus uh, still with us? Uh, the Rufus of Rufus's restaurant is he still with us, or is he does he uh, flip the hamburgers? No, yes. Okay, all right. Well, well we, all right, we'd love yeah. for love for them to meet. That'll be fun. Oh, that would be yeah. marvelous. Yeah, it's yeah. a good place to eat. Now we noticed well, on the menu that there was a Rufus hamburger rufus burger but there is no rufus, rufus hot dog burger. so we might have to negotiate on that we might have to branch <laughs> out and have a rufus dog at rufus's so I don't yeah know, i don't know if they That'd do that good. or not but uh, uh i do have a question for you mm-hmm. all right I'm, I'm curious about how seedless fruits reproduce people well, we people to- propagate them Okay. They do like rooted cuttings. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's how they reproduce. Right. There's a lot of okay. flowers that are done that way as well. Um, there's that we and and we get in rooted cuttings, and that's uh, like some like in patients or from seed. But then what they do with the sun patients is they root cuttings, mm-hmm. and so that's it's just uh, the way. That's the way the that they take care of everything and, and produce everything. I noticed that more and more citrus fruits are seedless. Right. And, uh, you know, things like <clears throat> ferns and mosses, like they have mm-hmm. spores mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, they're not, they're not like seeds, uh, but uh, <clears throat> they, they ultimately result in sexual reproduction is what I mm-hmm. have, uh, have seen. So. Well, I, uh, 
I know you've got another caller, so I certainly appreciate your time and wish all of you a happy new year. Well, Bill, did you ever know my friend L.C. Cecil Williams? No, I didn't. Well, okay, well, he was in Pittsburgh. Yeah, <laughs> he, was, he was a good man. Well, Bill, I appreciate you calling, and, and thanks for giving us that information about Rufus's, and, and please call us again. I will. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Bye. David is our last caller for the morning. How's everything with you, David? It's good this morning. Thank you, and Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. I'm the David who plants green beans on St. Patrick's Day, so you can pick them in May. <laughs> oh, good, great. That sounds like a great thing, yes. And I just wanted to say, I've eaten at Rufus Restaurant in Golston also, and it is good. Well, I don't know how we've missed that. Rufus, how did you miss it? And you even campaigned. I, I, I don't know. I've been through there campaigning. Has it been named Rufus a long time, David? Yes, as far as I know, since it was built. So while you're down that way, go on down 902 through Bear Creek past Chatham Central High School and check out the Southern Supreme. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, we, oh, uh, yeah. Melissa and I drove by there the other day. It was, uh, it was not Christmas, the day before Christmas <clears throat> Eve, and they were they were already closed. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry we missed that. That Yeah, that's a fun place to go. It is. It is. Take a tour of that and mm-hmm. sample all their good things. Isn't that pretty country out there, David? It is, very much so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after you've eaten your hot dog or hamburger at the Rufus restaurant, that would be a good place to go. All right, we'll do that. All right. We'll do I have one quick question. I have a We've got about a minute. Got about a minute for you. Okay. A Japanese maple that's probably 15 years old. It's about five feet high and sort of umbrellaed out. It looks like it's getting moss on the limbs, uh, lichens, whatever, I think. Lichens, yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't have, it doesn't produce leaves like it once did. Would fertilizer help that, or is there anything I could do? So is that a nutrient problem, you think, Phil? I would put a little bit of fertilizer on it and make sure that it doesn't have any dead wood on it. Yeah, and are you get? is it uh, more shade there? It is more shade, yes. Yeah, that, that's yeah, contributing sometimes. to it, too. Yeah. Okay. It won't Try kill that. It. it won't kill it, but it, yeah. it worries you to death. Right. David, right. Uh, thank you, and, and uh, check on that and call us back next week. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Take care. All of you have a wonderful day, a safe weekend. We love you. Happy New Year, everybody.